actually what the title is for today's episode episode 138 team usa woes and man listen team usa has been getting beat up on but before we talk about team usa i would like to talk about um the nba finals big game five that happened yesterday and then we're also going to talk about damian lillard right and damian lillard as you know we all know the portland trail blazer superstar probably best player in the league if not one of the best players and um, you know it seems that it's not, it's seeming not to be working in Portland, right? So, uh, there's a, when we talk about some possible trade destinations, uh, one of the trade destinations, one of the teams that I think are, you know, supremely stout when all their guys is healthy, who's actually inquiring about Damian Lillard services, which I get, that's your time, that's your job as a team to uh, get better. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about, let's talk about the NBA Finals, man. This game five. Uh, yesterday between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns, man, listen, Suns came back 119 to 120, and my man Drew Holiday just had a big steal at the beginning of the game, man. I mean, not the beginning, near, near the end of the game, man, which closed it out, you know, the alley-oop to Giannis. And I looked at it like this, actually, that play right there is going to be the defining play if uh, – the Milwaukee Bucks end up winning the championship, right? For all the stuff that Milwaukee has been going through, uh, especially Giannis, you know, fans in stadiums counting down his free throws and uh, all this stuff that's going on with uh, with the Bucks, the inconsistencies from Chris Middleton and the inconsistencies from um, Drew Holiday. I mean, sometimes you, you know, Drew Holiday comes in and, uh, you know, he's able to, you know, do his thing. And then other games, he comes in and he has a four for 20 night like he did in game four. Um, but, you know, Drew Holiday not being a superstar, it, it, you know, kind of being that all-star tier level type of guy, uh, that third option. And if you really think about it, Chris Middleton, both Drew Holiday are those, you know, sometimes uh, all-stars, sometimes not all-stars. We call them borderline all-stars. Um, is really making a difference um, in this game. And, you know, most defensive teams, they hang their hat on defense. But, man, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Giannis, just the block party he's been having in this series, Drew Holiday with the key steals and how he's uh, he's doing a great job of defending um, Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker. I mean, you know, you talk about Devin Booker being the next Kobe Bryant. Listen, one of the things Kobe used to do was he was a volume shooter. So uh you're gonna have to he's gonna have to shoot that rock a little bit more to get those guys involved. You know, game three, Chris Paul looked his age kept up to him, just a bad turnover near the end of the game. And that can be the play that can haunt um Chris Paul. All right. That can be the, the you know, when you talk about legacy, I mean I look at the guy as the top point guard ever to play the game already, right? But then the talk is do does he now become a top five point guard of all time, especially winning the championship at 36, right? LeBron won one at 34, going into 35. Um, LeBron was there game five, you know, cheering on his friend. But man, listen, Drew Holiday has been doing some damage for 
for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And then you think about it, it's 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 on. It's not the necessary the side of the ball that you would think, right? And Drew Holiday, we all know he's not there for that. Drew Holiday is really there for his defensive prowess, right? Looking like an all defensive first team player uh, that he is. And it, it, it was crazy, man. So I just, oh, oh that's a bug. Uh, but Drew Holiday has been has been really stepping up for these guys, man. And you know. He's one of the leaders of this team. Um, I think what Milwaukee has to do, listen, they go back to the Dare District, right? Like, they got a pivotal game five in in Phoenix. They got a pivotal game five in Phoenix. And, like, listen, um, Milwaukee, they got the momentum right now. I mean, you looked at the press conference, uh, um, who was it? It was, it was Devin Booker and Chris Paul was up there, uh, up there in the podium and whatnot. And the reporter asked, you know, um, Devin Booker, how upset are you for Chris Paul? And I understood his question, but it's a stu- it was a dumb question because Chris Paul was right there, and you can ask Chris Paul that question. Um, listen, right now it seems like to lose at home, all right? Uh, it sucked all the the win out of them, right? All the Kobe talk of Devin Booker has kind of died down. Never really thought Devin Booker was a Kobe S type player. Definitely, definitely appreciates his mid-range game. I definitely do. But he, uh, Jaden Tatum is more of that for me than necessarily Devin Booker. You know what I mean? I know Devin Booker, he pays homage. He's always got a pair of Kobe's on, which I get because they just dope sneakers. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, listen, in, in order for the Suns to win, uh, they need more help from their complimentary, you know, their, their other players, right? Their complimentary players, you know, DeAndre Ayton, you know what I'm saying? Look, it, it, you know, those first games, those first few games look like DeAndre Ayton, like, he's like, man, I'm just do what I can do to stop Giannis. But, like, Giannis been wild, you know, and, and the knock on Giannis, especially if, like, you're a James Harden fan or a fan of, like, dribble heads is that, um, Giannis, you know, he doesn't necessarily have the skill. But if you remember Giannis when he first came in the league, the dude was, like, super skinny. Dude was, like, super skinny, uh, didn't have any strength, raw athleticism. And he's, listen, his his post work is, you know, it's gotten a little better since, since that rookie campaign, obviously, because he put in the work. And he definitely looks different physically. Um, but Aiton needs to do a better job because, listen, you have to cut the head off off the snake, right? And you know, the other the other front court players are just too small. Aiton is the one guy, he doesn't have the foot speed necessarily to um, compete with Giannis, you know, and building the wall. I don't know why Phoenix is not ne- trying to build a wall. That's kind of weird to me, right? We've seen teams, other, other teams use it, but the difference is, right, this is like the difference between, you know, Ben Simmons and Giannis, right? This is what Ben Simmons could be, right? Where Giannis will there was a point in the third quarter where it's like they try to put up a wall and Giannis, actually, you know, he attempted the jump shot, right? Ben Simmons is not going to do that. Ben Simmons, what he's going to try to do is go downhill. Uh, and, um, you know, where him and Giannis differ is Giannis is willing to take that jump shot. Giannis is willing to forget his mistakes. Giannis is willing to go through the free throw line at the end of the game where guys like Ben Simmons and, you know, to a certain degree, LeBron James, they kind of run from it was a little crazy to me, um, but Aiton has to do a better job. That's for sure, right? Aiton has to do a better job. 
Jude Holiday coming in with 21 and 13 or 12 assists yesterday was ridiculous. Chris Middleton, he has this cycle where he goes through, like, you know, one minute he's Kyle Kuzma, the next time, you know, the next he's, like, dropping 40. He's dropping 30. And listen, right now, the Bucks have all the momentum. I mean, with that steal and that alley-oop, man, you know, I can imagine looking at that through the phantom cam, right? You know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, Drew, uh, Devin, Drew Booker, Devin Booker and uh, uh, Chris Paul, you know, they've seen that image quite a few times on social media, man. I mean, it's tough because now the Suns have to go to Milwaukee and steal the game where it was like you could have put the nail in the coffin, especially when you was like, you know, it's like Devin Booker drove and he was in the teeth of the defense. And then, you know, great thing, though, people are going to look at the uh, the Drew Holiday steal, right? People going to look at that Drew Holiday steal and be like, yo, that was it. But if you realize, like, Giannis shifted over, right? So Giannis shifted over and then, you know, Giannis 6'11", about, what, 240 or something like that, 250, I don't know. But, you know, it's hard to shoot over a guy like Giannis, right? Uh, so, you know, Booker was going to his patent, you know, turn around, fade away. And Drew Holiday, being a smart defender that he was, you know, playing back because Booker could have kicked out the ball. But playing it, playing, you know, playing safety a little bit, he was able to, um, you know, react to Booker. And then especially, like, this is where watching tape is important because you know when Giannis and Tucker, you know, he, you know, Booker gets past Tucker and he gets, and Giannis slides over, right? You know, Tucker recovers. You know, now this is where the film room works. And because what is Booker going to go to? Booker's going to go to that. Kobe-esque move, that patented fadeaway, right? So he goes to that. Drew Holiday, pretty short, smart guy, smart defensive player, right? Defensively, he makes the right play, right? And then they off to the races. And Giannis, the one thing Giannis can do, he can catch a lob. All 6'11 of him can catch lobs. And book and um, Drew Holiday threw it. And, um, you know, Drew, Drew Holiday threw the alley and... and uh, Giannis caught it, right? And it was a changing point in the game, right? Um, in order for the Suns to win, uh, they, they're going to need more output from Mikel Bridges. I know Mikel was four for four from three at one point in the game. They need more output from DeAndre Ayton. I, I would even like to see Cameron Payne in, the little, in some of those stints, right? Because the, the thing is, is like Chris Paul's a vet, right? But Chris Paul has never gotten to this point. Right. And there's a lot of pressure. Right. Like everybody in the world wants Chris Paul to win. Everyone outside of the Deer District uh, wants Chris Paul to win. That could be a lot of pressure. He's probably having a lot of conversations with people regarding the, um, you know, this finals and being there for the first time because he's never been. So he's kind of he's a rookie to that aspect of the game. Right. So we got to see how Chris Paul does. And you just get more Devin Booker. Right. Let's, let, let Devin Booker play a little bit of point guard. You know what I'm saying? Give the point guard some rest uh, as much needed. You know, 36 trotting up and down the court in a fast-paced NBA game ain't something that a 36-year-old should be doing, all right? Um, I know Chris Paul's all vegan and shit, but but uh, still, it, it, it doesn't matter. He's some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, and, and more output from Jay Crowder. I would like to see that. Games that, you know, Phoenix won, Jay Crowder was a component of that, right? So we, we need to get Jay Crowder playing better defensively. We need Chris Paul, you know, give the, you know, Chris Paul has to guard Middleton and, you know, and, and uh, what's his name, Drew Holiday, and that's not easy. 
because when Drew Holiday, especially Chris Middleton, when Chris Middleton is on, people say he's Batman and Giannis and Robin. It's a little bit ridiculous, but I get it because Chris Middleton is eating up the mid-range game, right? Um, but yeah, after that sequence yesterday of Game Five, I feel like I want the Suns to win, but I got I got the Bucks winning. You know, they're in the Dare District. It's over. Like it's over. You know, the crowd's gonna be hyped. It's been with like fifty plus years since they won, um, and they listen well deserving. And we know that they were top of the East for like three, three, four years, and they always underachieve. And you know, this year it looks like they get to to wrap it up. But on that note, I want to talk about something else, man. Team USA. Now, listen, I don't know what's going on with them. They lost to Nigeria. They lost to uh, Australia. Uh, no, they, yeah, yeah, they lost to Australia, and they beat Argentina. So they finally got their game. I want to talk about a little bit of the issues of that with Team USA boys, right? What's going on with that? Like, you probably ask them, like, what's going on with that, right? Some of the best athletes, you know, in the world, playing on one team and do these other national teams have NBA players? Yeah, they do. Um, the thing with that though, is some of these guys aren't starting, you know, some of these guys are coming off the bench, you know what I mean? Some of these guys are just on a roster spot, right? So you look at a team of, um, let me pull up this team USA roster real quick. But when you look at this, uh, this team, this youth, this team USA team, the guys with all these talents, the, the team with all this talent, right? Um, it's crazy. So let's, let's take a look at the, the roster real quick. You got Bam Adebayo. You got Devin Booker, who's not there yet because he's competing for his first NBA title. Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, uh, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, who's not there because we, we know the reason. Kelvin Johnson, who's the new addition, along with JaVel McGee. You got Zach Levine. And Dam- Damian Lillard and uh, Chris Middleton, who's not there, and Jason Tate. I'm going to tell you the problem with Team USA, right? Some of these guys have been playing together for a long time. I'm talking about these guys. I'm talking about the other national teams. They grow up 15-, 16-year-olds. These guys are pros, right? They're doing a crazy, you know, they grew up together. They grew up together. And even with the teams that have integrated NBA stars, right, are – they have time with their national team, right? With the NBA season uh, being shortened last year in the bubble, but even shortened this year with 72 games, right? A lot of these guys are fatigued, right? And I'm not going to make an excuse for Team USA. I'm pretty sure those other national teams, they, they hooping as well. But they've been, you know, for the past two NBA seasons, full seasons, have been a grind. Well, they got four months off last season and the season recommenced. But the, the 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 time in between seasons and the lack of continuity, right? When you look at this team, you know Tatum and and Lillard and Zach Levine, I'm looking for a distributor, an organizer. I don't think Team USA has that, right? I think Team USA is severely lacking in a guy who can, you know bring the ball up the court. Well, not bring the ball up the court, but orchestrate the offense, right? That's why we look at Chris Paul, not the most athletic guy, but we call him the point guy, right? Um, I'm looking at the guards right now. Damian Willard, great. You know, he give you about probably like seven assists a night, right? He's really a scorer. He's a two and a one's body. 
Zach Levine is a scorer. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else? Um, Draymond Green. It's crazy. Draymond Green is actually probably your point man. If you look at this Team USA squad. You got Kevin Durant, all-world scorer. But he ain't really giving you a lot of assists. Yes, we'll talk about the Brooklyn series. But that was one series. A couple games in one series, matter of fact. He's no LeBron James. Uh, but... You even look at the guys in the NBA Finals who's supposed to come and, you know, come in, you know, for the Olympics. Devin Booker, not really a cis guy. Uh, Chris Middleton, not really a cis guy, right? They give you like six or seven, but Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday might be the, might be your answer, right? And maybe what Pop needs to do is have him play point. Well, I don't think he plays point, guard, but let him start for Team USA. I know people look at it crazy. Because Damian Lillard, um, you know, obviously is a stud. To have Drew Holiday start over him would be a little bit crazy. Sorry if you're hearing a lot of noise. It's just uh, my air conditioning. I'm over here doing it from the sanctuary of my home. So if you hear birds chirping and whatnot, uh, you know, my bad. I apologize. Uh, but you look at, oh, that's a that's a big B. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but uh, so... I look at um, this Team USA roster, and I love Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum may setting up your offense, right? That's my favorite player on this Team USA roster. He's not setting up your offense. You know, they could have done – I don't know what superstars necessarily turned down, but I, there's some other guys I would like to see. Maybe like a Drew Holiday, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like a De'Aaron Fox, you know, at that point guard position. Guys, you can organize your offense. Team USA doesn't have that. Team USA has a lot of one-on-one basketball right um i will say this am i worried about team usa not winning gold no not necessarily not necessarily these are exhibition games these guys are tired and kobe said something back in his past olympics you know the last olympics he played in and he talked about the rest of the world's caught up i mean you, you think about it it's true nba has May, I mean, you think about the last two MVPs, you know what I'm saying? They're going to say Giannis from Greece. He's Nigerian, right? And you got Luka Doncic from Slovenia, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Slovenia. I mean, I mean, not Luka. I'm sorry. Luka Doncic was MVP. He should be MVP. He's hella good. Uh, but Giannis and uh, Nikola Jokic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, want, I, I, I like Luka Doncic, so I'm, I'm buying for Luka Doncic to win MVP one day. But, um, you know, Jokic and, and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And these guys are international players, right? Um, I, you know, especially I love, like, the, the, the mentality. I mean, you know, I'm going off on a tangent a little bit. But the mentality of Giannis, right? Because he's a superstar that can break down, right? Like, like all this shit that people talk about him, he still continues to play his game. And, you know, like, he's dominant. He's a dominant dude. He's Shaq-esque-like when it comes to dominating dudes. Not the biggest guy, not the physical guy. Not the biggest physical guy, but who's really that big and physical in today's NBA, right? Like, there's not a lot of DeMarcus Cousins or Kenneth Fareed's running around the league, right? Like, your power forwards and centers is like a Christian Wood or Anthony Davis, you know, uh, or, or, or uh, whatchamacallit, a, a Mitchell Robinson, right? It's not real bruisers, right? Um, bam out of bio, but to me, he's like Julius Randle, just an undersized slash four slash five, right? Um, it's mostly the bruisers now, the big body. You know what I mean? And um, I, I, I look at what 
Giannis is able to do to opponents is just amazing. But back to Team USA. So the, t- the problem with Team USA is that they're lacking continuity, right? These guys haven't played together, right? They are keep changing the roster. Uh, as we know, Kevin Love and Bradley Bills out. Kevin Love is out because he has a calf injury. Bradley Bills out because of COVID protocols. And I think uh, Grant has the same issue. So it seems like Bradley won't be able to play in uh, the Olympics, but I, I, Grant is still maybe a question mark. But they added Javel and Kelvin Johnson. Now, I never knew. I, I don't know much. Of, I don't watch Spurs basketball. My friend Ibs, you know, one of my closest dudes, he loves the Spurs. So he could probably tell me about Kelvin Johnson. But I don't know about Kelvin Johnson. Well, I do know about JaVel McGee because he, he, he wore the purple and gold armor for a season. And listen, what JaVel's going to do He's going to, he's going to, he's going to insert that international play style into Team USA, right? Because you need rim protection. He can run the floor, putbacks. You need that. Bam Adebayo at six nine cannot be your center. I know he doesn't in Miami, but listen, we're playing international rules. So the refs do a, a they they ref the game different. And they're willing to be more physical. Now, is that a knock on the U.S. and saying we're not physical or we prima donnas? No, not necessarily. But it may be kind of true where these guys have to get adjusted because a lot of these guys, this is their first time in the Olympics. Jason Tatum, my favorite guy on the team, you know, say his first time being there. Bradley Bill was supposed to be there before, but he had some issues with um, some family issues and he had to back out um, last minute, right? This would have been his first time. Hopefully, he still gets a gold medal if, if U.S. wins gold. It's up in the air. But the, the world has caught up to us in the terms of basketball, right? Um, and we just have to get better at orchestrating the offense, right? Setting up some half-court plays. Because we, we here in the U.S., we play a lot of, you know, fast breaks. And I hate it. I hate it myself when I'm playing ball and, you know, Everything has to be a fast break. Like, you, if you want to win, you're going to have to be able to set up that half-court offense, right? And that's the thing. Analytics say three layups. That's what people love. And I hear you. It's great, right? You could get an and one. You could get three points. That's more than two. But you know who's been killing? Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, to, uh, the Raptors championship, right, two years ago. Kawhi Leonard. Those are mid-range guys. Chris Paul, the point guard. In his mid-range game. He can shoot the three, but he does a really good job in the mid-range game. Listen, now everything has to be a fast break. So Team USA lacks continuity. They lack orchestration, right? They need a point guard. I'm hoping Drew Holiday set that up. Damian Lillard maybe take more ownership of that. Um, but some guys have to take a seat back because there are really, there's a lot of really good guys on this Team USA, but they're just individual scores. And that's all it is, and that's fine. I think Team USA will get it together. Pop is a great coach. I think he'll get these guys going. Some more ball movement, that's important. Um, too many times we see, like, a James Harden just, you know, dancing with the ball. But even James Harden would have been great. I'm pretty sure he backed out because, you know, you know, listen, the, the superstars ain't there. Second-tail players, they are there, right? All right. So I think Team USA, all in all, will be fine. Just got to, you know, you know, orchestrate the offense a little bit. All right, last topic we want to talk about. I'm not going to spend too much time because it's supposed to be 15 minutes, but we went 22 minutes because I like hearing my own voice. And that is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trail Blazers. Right now, he has, uh, you know, he has four years left on his contract, right? And uh, to tell you the truth, the Blazers are in a situation where 
they don't have to do a damn thing. Right? They don't have to do a damn thing. You think about it. Like all these disgruntled superstars who's kind of being a big baby. And I'm a Damian Lillard guy, but I'm not biased unless your name is Kevin Durant. Then I could be biased as shit. But, but uh, um, Damian Lillard has four years left on his contract. And, you know, after first round exits, they're not getting the job done. You know, you know that one series against Golden State. You remember the one series against the Pelicans? And they got swept. And Drew Holiday was there. Listen. Damian Lillard's not happy. And I know he wants to be loyal to the franchise, and that's great. But, brother, you need to go win a championship, right? Or at least compete for a championship, right? They're not going to Chris Paul if he loses. Like, his legacy is going to be tarnished because of that game three mishap, right? Or he didn't play too well in game um, game five. I'm sorry. The game four mishap. And not playing as well as game five, right? But the, the thing with that is is that he can orchestrate your offense, right? Damian Lillard, too many of the times, he has a good running quarterback, Nate, and um, C.J. McCollum. And it's sad to see that he wants to leave that, right? Those, those are the rumors. I don't know. It was all speculation. But, I mean, listen, grabbing Carmelo was great for revitalizing Carmelo's career. Wasn't anything for Damian Lillard. Didn't move the needle for Damian Lillard. As to winning a championship, as to making it to the Western Conference, even, even Western Conference Finals, even breaking into the finals, it didn't move the needle. So, Blazers management has a lot to do, right? Even though you got him for four years, you want a disgruntled, disgruntled guy, four years left on your contract. Now, I know Damian is a little bit different from these other superstars, but at the same time, listen, it gets tiring. He's been there for like nine years, I believe, nine seasons, right? Let's talk about a couple of trade destinations, right? Number five, we're going to go with the Toronto Raptors, right? They won a championship two years ago. Mostly have a good organization, have that team mostly intact with the exception of Kawhi Leonard. We don't know where Kawhi's going to go. Right? That's another situation, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, I, I can see Lillard going there, right? And then you could do a trade, a couple draft picks, and Kyle Lowry, the money a match, right? I know they're not throwing uh, Pascal Siakam. He took a he took a decline this season, but they're not trading back at, uh, Pascal. If anybody, you would want to pair that with Damian Lillard. You turn around, you got Miami Heat. Miami Heat has the coach, and Miami Heat was just in the NBA Finals last year, right? I think in order to get rid Damian Lillard, Miami's going to have to absorb some of that cap, right? Uh, a, a lot of it, actually. Um, it could be maybe you get rid of Drogic, right, or something. But um, if you're if you're Miami, you're looking to pair Damian Lillard along with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, right, who had two 40-point triple-doubles last year in the finals. Now, Damian Lillard there, take a little breather, and Jimmy Butler could do, be more able to do his thing, right? Um then we got the uh, the other team. Well, okay, for, so for Miami Heat, you would have to get rid of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. That's who the Blazers want on the other side, I'm pretty sure. Golden State Warriors is the most interesting because this is a team that only was the bottom of the rung because Clay Thompson, James Wiseman kind of was shut down for a little bit and really step had to take the toe. Now, pairing those two in the backcourt is going to be a defensive liability, right? But if you're looking at it, you want to – 
the Blazers can get James Wiseman and they can get Draymond Green from that and a couple of draft picks. That would be the best ideal site, uh, situation where you have a trio of Dane, Clay, and Curry. Now I said, liability in the backcourt, you're going to move Clay to that three. He'll play a little bit of the four, but he's going to play that three. You turn around, team I love this year who, listen, was looking like a team of the 90s, the New York Knicks, right? Looking at the New York Knicks, what can the Knicks offer besides R.J. Barrett? They can definitely absorb the cap space, right? They can definitely absorb the cap space. But the problem with the Knicks is they don't have much trade assets. You get R.J. Barrett, maybe you're trying to sit, uh, sign a trade with Mitchell Robinson, maybe, something like that. Um, it would be good for Lillard's, I guess, career profile to play in New York. But I don't know if you're closer to winning the championship with the Knicks, right? They did really well. They The first-round exit, um, but I don't think it moves the needle in, in terms of Lillard's uh, chances to win a title. This is a team that he does have to win a title. This is the number one team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, obviously, if you're trading for Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons is part of that package, right? The only thing is, how much better do the Philadelphia 76ers get? And hey, listen, I'm a Sixers fan. That's my team. You know what I'm saying? I was my East Coast team. I'm a Lakers guy. But um, some people have said I was a Wizards guy. But that doesn't matter. That's, be, that's beside the point. Um, I'm looking at, you know, a pairing of Lillard and um, Joel Embiid, which is great. You know, a lot of points would be scored. But yet again, there's those defensive liabilities, right? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the things that people get on to Ben Simmons about, which he does very well, is that he... He does a really good job defensively, and I think you're going to miss that with Lillard, especially as he gets older. And will he be effective offensively being a 6'2 guard in the NBA who dominates the ball? Right? He gives Joel Embiid different looks, but he is already a liability on defense. And we, you know, His production is crazy, but he's 31. So he's on the other side of the, the hill. But listen, guys. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Be Real. I know it was supposed to be 15 minutes, but like I said, I, I can talk about ball all day. And this was a heavy ball topic. But if you have any questions or comments, make sure to hit us up at lbrstalk at gmail.com. Also check the Facebook blog where Big Sherm does a really good job of posting content in between episodes. And, um, you know, uh, Instagram, follow us there. Twitter, follow us there. Uh, and, uh, if you didn't catch this episode, if you're catching the tail end of this episode, you can definitely rewatch it on YouTube like Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and I'm about to go play some ball. So y'all have a good weekend. Smoke some cigars. Drink some Casamigos. And enjoy your life. That's another episode in the bag, man. Peace. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.